fuck you do with I will Venmo $20 to whoever can send me that song. So please come together like one of those YouTube, like, uh, uh, Fuck you, Lewis Shaw. Fuck you, Lewis. Fuck you, Lewis Shaw. And welcome to episode 95 of the Skankverse podcast, a podcast where each and every week we discuss and we review and we talk about some of the best offensive podcasts from the week gone by in the Legion of Skanks universe. I'm your host, the Dave Smith of Fancast, the funder from Down Under, the man of a thousand pop culture sound bites. He's fat! Double J. Whew. Fuck, man. I, I've had like five days off work and I have not stopped. It's been ridiculous. It's been nutty. Anyway, this episode is once again a day late. I'm sorry. Blow me. But let's fucking, let's get into it. Saturday night. What what date was Saturday night? The fucking, the 14th. I went with my lovely partner. I feel like I'm Donald Trump. I, with my lovely partner, Went to see Shane Gillis. It was amazing. It was great. <laughs> anyway, so I went and saw Shane Gillis on Saturday night. And I, I don't want to talk for an hour about it or anything. And I don't think I could if I wanted to. But I just want to give a quick synopsis, you know. So we, the show starts at 7 and I'm driving in. We already think we're going to be late because while I was in Melbourne, I was doing a bunch of things, seeing some old friends. Um, so we're driving in. We think we're going to be late. I haven't been to the city in fucking, oh, God, like, I think like two years, you know? If you're worried that COVID was going to destroy cities, I can tell you it didn't because it's fucking back. It is pumping. Um, Couldn't find a car park. So my girlfriend dropped me off at the front as she went and tried to find a car park. Um. Doors open. So it, the show didn't start till 7.30 when we thought it all started at 7. So I'm sitting there going, oh, fuck. I've still got half an hour. Cool. Smoke a cigarette. You know, go and get a drink. And I realized something. I am not special. <laughs> I am not unique. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of this, this kind of comedy in Australia. It was like being in a room full of me. You know, they had the girlfriends that they dragged to this show that I had no interest in seeing. You know, I had a guy in the back because I'm for, you know, I don't sit in the front row because I don't really feel like going to a comedy show and being heckled. Although it would be fun. So I'm sitting in the back corner, the back left hand corner. And while I'm sitting there waiting for the show to start, these guys behind me and they're talking about, you know, the bonfire and Gardini and you know, Dan Soda and et cetera, et cetera. And it was like, fuck, I am not special. I am in a room full of me. And even my girlfriend later on was like, that was your crowd, wasn't it? I went, yeah, they were, it was just me everywhere. It was nutty. Anyway, so after half an hour, I'm already two beers. I'm already, not. I don't drink beer, but I was two Johnny Walkers in. So I'm already buzzed and I'm like, oh yeah. And then um, the first comedian was uh, Mike Goldstein. I'd heard his name before, but I've never seen his comedy. Uh, an American comedian who has moved to Australia. Very funny. He probably does 
20 minutes, give or take. Very funny. Um, and then this guy I'd never heard of, ever, ever, called James McCann. He comes out. And I was a bit concerned at the beginning, to be honest with you, because I'm sitting there going, you know, he comes out and he, he looks like a mixture of um, Zach Galifianakis. And you know that guy from Deadpool, who's Deadpool's friend, he's got the glasses, he works in the pub, in the in the bar and shit. Yeah, it looked like a combination of those two. If those two fucked and had a child, this is what this dude looked like. I was worried too because he started off by hitting the microphone on his foot and then on his head. But he was very funny. Um, talking about fucking, he's got an addiction to $6 bread and how, you know, he saves money. To, he, the only way he knows how to save money now is to eat out because he just has a serious addiction to really good bread. It was very funny. Um, definitely check that guy out because... He's one to watch. Um, and then you got the shaman. You had uh, McCusker come out. And McCusker, this was probably the point in the show where people were starting to get, like, you know, give a Shane. We want Shane. You know, and we like, you know, they, everyone laughed at McCusker and stuff, but yeah, I think it was more polite laughter. Like, there were a lot of people getting up, getting drinks and stuff like that. And it was very. McCusker does comedy the same way he does podcasting. It's very monotone. It's very, no, like, normal energy. He's not sitting there going, ha-ha, fuck it, fuck it, ha-ha. It's like, it's, it's a dude having a conversation with you. Um, I can tell you my girlfriend wasn't a big fan of it. She was like, well, this is boring, you know. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, it was, it was the setup to the main course. It was just like, okay, have some laughs, but... Save yourself for the main course. And then after probably about... So McCann probably did 20 minutes. McCusker probably did 30. Maybe a bit less. And then Shane came out. And my God, I have never heard a fucking theatre like that erupt like that. The ground shook. It was insane. It was absolutely in bonkers. And then Shane proceeds to do the next, some of the greatest comedy I've ever seen for the next 40 to 45 minutes. It was unbelievable. There were cunts pissing themselves. I nearly pissed myself. Now, granted, I'm at this point, I'm now, I've had four Johnny Walkers. I'm having trouble looking. I'm going cross-eyed. I also don't drink. Like, people were losing it. Like, drinks and spit and everywhere. It was going nuts. Um, Gillis did, like, the fucking Donald Trump impression. And, my God, the crowd nearly exploded. It was nutty. Um, that is the best comedy show I have ever been to. And, listen, I'm not a novice. I've been to, you know, a dozen or so of them. That was extraordinary. It was Amazing. I literally nearly pissed myself four times. It was... Where, where's the applause button? Where's the fucking applause button? It was fucking great. Now, in saying that, I... First off, tried to take a picture so I could post it online. And because I'm in the back, like all the fucking... Q guys... The second I pulled out that phone, he fucking shone the light at me and went, Nah, 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 nah. I went, you fucking dog. And yet, the guys in the front row took a picture and the guys upstairs were able to get pictures. But I couldn't because I had that cunt right next to me. So that sucked. Um, 
I didn't get a picture with Shane Gillis, and I'm pretty sure no one else did. And if they did, I don't know where the fuck it is. Because, um, yeah, he didn't do a meet and greet after or anything. He, that was it. But it was amazing. Um, there was a film crew filming in the back. I don't know if that was for Shane's own personal use. Um, but if some of that stuff ever gets released, check it out. Because there's some really funny shit in there. Like, really good. Um, one of the great, one of the, you know, one of the greatest nights of my life. And I know that probably says, well, fuck, you got a pretty boring life, don't you? But it was just, that was real comedy. You know, and I've been, like I said, I've been to a lot of comedy shows and I leave and I'm like, oh, that was good. That was fun. This was like, I left and my sights hurt. Um, and a lot more women than you'd think. Like, you know, I, I thought they'd be like, oh, four women or something. I thought my missus would stick out like a sore thumb. The crowd was probably 20, 30% women. And yeah, they all got dragged to a show they had no idea. But, and even, you know, and to quickly wrap this all up, just to give a woman's perspective on Shane Gillis, she really enjoyed it. She had a lot of fun, you know? And I think, I will, you know, we did prepare for the fact that she wasn't going to enjoy it. And she loved it. You know, she enjoyed Shane's comedy, you know. She, like I said, she didn't enjoy McCusker as much, but she enjoyed everything else. So that's my quick 10-minute review of seeing Shane Gillis live. And also, one more thing, Shane Gillis is deceptively big. Like, you see him on a TV screen or you see him, like, on your phone on a podcast, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's a normal-sized dude. He's fucking huge. He's a big boy. Um, yeah. Truly amazing. And I spent $110 on two tickets. I would have happily spent $200. Yeah. So now, after all that, you know, all that jazz, let's get into, you know, the best podcast from the week gone by. I'm trying to remember where I am. What is this? Is this real life? So this is the part where we talk about some of the best podcasts from the week gone by. Even though for some of these podcasts, they were released nine days ago. Honorable mentions, or in this case, a dishonorable mention. And that is episode 109, Steve-O's Wild Ride with Bam Margera. Now, I wasn't going to talk about this because this is this was something I listened to in my free time. You know, this isn't really a podcast that falls into what we talk about. But I was listening to it because I just wanted to hear Bam and see if he was still all fucked up. He's not, but he is. It's hard to explain. He says he's been sober for, you know, like a year, but he's been in treatment for a year. So when he gets out of treatment, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. But I wasn't going to talk about it. But then Steve-O did a few, Matt, you know, the, the, the maple, wood, maple wood thing. Um, they always promote on gas and stuff. And <laughs> it was such fucking bullshit. Like, when Gas Digital did these reads, it was like, hey, here's an alternative. You know, we're not, you know, we're not going to trash you and tell you you're a loser for smoking or vaping and how that shit's bad for you. We're just going to, hey, here's an alternative. Like, Steve-O was such a fucking dick about it. And, like, I get it. Steve-O's sober and he lives his life the way that he does. He's very, he has very much a hard-lying mindset on drugs and alcohol. But it comes off very judgmental. And I don't personally enjoy listening to a podcast and feel like I'm being told I'm a fucking loser by a guy 
who all of his great stories, the some of the best stories I've ever heard on podcasts. Because I've, I've always said one of my favorite episodes of the Joe Rogan Experience is Steve-O. It was amazing. You know. But I also don't like listening to Todd Mead called a fucking loser. And the whole the whole episode was pretentious. I don't know what's happened to Steve-O. I get it. But he comes off as very pretentious, very judgmental. And from a guy who... There's literally a clip on his fucking podcast clip YouTube channel. And below all the BAM stuff, there's a clip that says, I did drugs so I could see God. You know, like... I don't know. It was very pretentious. I didn't enjoy it. Um, and I think that's the reason I don't listen to Steve-O's podcast. Great guest. Horrible host. So he fits into that category. Um, and then we get episode 200, Cannabis in Paradise. Um, congrats. Oh, sorry. And from the boys, um, the You Fucked It podcast. Um, congratulations for reaching 200 episodes, even though it's probably a lot more than 200 episodes. It's probably in the 220s, but it says 200, so congratulations. Um, two, that's fucking, I, this podcast ain't going to 200 episodes, I'm telling you that much. We're scraping it together, trying to get it to 100. Um, they talk. They do a funny bit where they talk about sports announcers having to announce unrelated tragedies on air. Like, you know, imagine if Jim Ross had to announce, announce fucking JFK being shot. By God, King! JFK's brains are all on the floor, King! Uh, well, it's like, I think they get to that because they were talking about, like, baseball announcers having to announce tragedies, like the John Lennon shooting. And every time I think baseball announces, I always think, Cincinnati, fag capital of the world. It's such a fucking great bit. But I'm at, you know, uh, we have breaking news here. John Lennon has been shot out the front of his house, and that's strike free, and he's out of here. <laughs> it, it's just funny. Like, the idea, like, <laughs> imagine fucking Jim Ross fucking... Announcing 9-11. By God, King, that plane just hit the tower. Coming up next, Stone Cold vs. The Rock. <laughs> and then we get to, even though it's not at the end, my favorite podcast from last week, episode 12 of the Adam Friedland Show, test video number three. This was the greatest intro to a podcast I have ever seen. I'll rephrase that. This was the greatest video intro to a podcast I have ever seen. From Adam walking down the hallway like a late night show to um, him getting to the studio, reading a note from Nick saying he was going to kill himself because the monologue's been so shit, to a Photoshop fake news coverage of Nick on a bridge holding a sign that says he's going to kill himself if Adam doesn't nail the monologue. I can tell you all this, but it does not do it justice. You'd go and find it. It was fucking amazing. Um, Adam does his monologue. This is essentially the final edit. This is what this podcast will look like, in theory. I fucking hope so. Um, Adam, Adam does his monologue with quick cuts to a pretend audience, and it's a fever dream, and it's deliriously great. It's fantastic. Adam's got energy. He's doing it properly. Fantastic. Um, Adam nails the monologue, then texts Nick to see if he did kill himself, and then Nick walks in the room and says, Hey, buddy, I saw you do your monologue. You killed it. It's fucking great. Um, then Adam has a guest, the second guest on the... Uh, third guest on the show, I think. 
Um, and it's uh, Dracula, the Prince of Darkness, which is Nick Mullen dressed up as Count Dracula. Um, after a great interview, Nick and Adam lay on a picnic blanket with fruit and candles and break down how they feel the episode went and how this was the most work they've ever done and ever put into podcasting. And where's that, where's that applause button? This was fucking fantastic. It had it has no right to be this fucking good. It is, as I said last week, it is the Eric Andre show on acid. It, bravo, fucking fan-fucking-tastic. Speaking of fantastic, we get to the bonfire section of the show. And that's Preparing to Rage with Brandon Sagalow and Mike Feeney, the bonfire. They talk about how Kid Rock has a line in a song that goes... <clears throat> Young ladies, young ladies, I like them under age, see. Some say that's statutory, and then Josie cuts in and goes, but I say it's mandatory. Um, to be fair, you read lyrics. When Anytime anyone ever reads lyrics, it always sounds worse than it is. But yeah, um, Kid Rock sang that, sang that in the song. But um, I suppose you could justify by saying Josie sang the worst part. Um, and also, Josie looks like a child, he'd probably get away with it. Uh, they watch a world star video of a chick in a shower cap saying she killed her kids and it's all because of Jermaine. I can't, I think she shot her kids. I don't know. I, I can't see if I wrote it down why she killed those kids. Um, but essentially she's, she's in a video at the front of a house or somewhere like that. And she's like, it's not your fault, Jermaine. I killed my kids because of you, Jermaine. All because of Jermaine. Um, and they make a very good observation. We live in a society now where instead of suicide notes and that kind of stuff, we get, you get fucking homicides live streamed. You know, it's, it's truly a fucking it mind-boggling thing. You know, it's absurd. Um, this is an alpha male right here, nigga. This is an alpha male. Learn me. I'm from the streets of Harlem, New York City. I'm going to kill for what's mine. Thank you, Jermaine, for that insight. Um, no, I lost where I was. Um, Jermaine must have a big old black dick. <laughs> or that dick just fits in perfectly and touches all the sides and spots because he drove this woman fucking nutty. Um, they talk about parents who kill their kids and think they're all going to heaven. Like, you, you know, like... When a, oh, what was that chick's name? That chick who killed her infant. Oh, this was fucking 15 years ago. I remember Obi and Anthony talking about it. Can't remember her name. But to sit there and think like you're going to kill your children and then go to heaven with them is fucking insane. Uh, and I'm looking at you, Chris Benoit. You know, you left Bibles by your wife and your son and left a Bible by yourself. You ain't going to heaven. You're fucking in hell. I'll tell you that much. And then they talk about um, the Rage Against the Machine concert um, they're about to see, and stories as Jay and Dan prepare to see them. And then we get to something new. Something, I don't know, do I have a new button? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Big dicks in your ass is bad for your health. Stay black, because that's the most important thing. Stay black. <laughs> yeah, close enough. 
And that is the Jim Norton and Sam Roberts podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast now. With Nick Mullen and Adam Friedland. It's a great insight into Nick and Adam's thoughts. You know, about ending come town. Did they know the fat man was going to leave? And their future plans for the Adam Friedland show. Um, it's also a great insight into Nick. Like, you don't get Nick to talk about himself often. Um, you know, Nick says that he suffers from hypermania and every few years he has a manic episode. But it's okay because he takes his meds for that. Um, but you never you never really hear that from Nick. You know, you listen to Come Town and you're like, oh, Nick's just on coke. He's just fucked up. But apparently he suffers from, like, serious mental shit. Now, this is the part where I'd hit the fucking, um, what was it? From um, the Dave Chappelle show where, um, oh, fucking, <laughs> Rick James puts his fucking feet all over the carpet and Eddie and Charlie beat the fuck out of his legs and he's just sitting there going, should I never gave you niggas money? Should have never given Nick Mullen money. <laughs> if Nick Mullen didn't have money, he'd be in a homeless shelter. Um, essentially, Nick essentially has that thing that most creative people have where if he gets an idea or a thought in his head, like, for example, is God real? It will consume him for weeks. Um, yeah. Nick's mind, I think this is a really good insight to, into Nick Mullen, the person, which I don't think you get on anything else. I think he appeared on Ari Shavir years ago. Maybe that. Nick and Adam talk about touring Australia and how big Cumtown is in Australia. Very true. Adam also calls... Um, all Australians racist and all trash. Also true. Um, Nick says, most fans aren't Nazis. They're just fucking weirdos. It's true. Like, no one, no one's fucking listening to Come Town. It's like, oh, man, that was a really good episode. I, I really like the part where fucking, you know, Nick said fucking... No one's doing that. There are racist podcasts out there, but this ain't one of them. Sorry, I'll rephrase that. There are racist podcasts out there, but this ain't one of them. Enjoy our racist Nazi show. Legion of Blacks. Nick describes the Adam Friedland... <laughs> I do this show just to make myself laugh. Uh, Nick describes the Adam Friedland show as good, the, the Good Morning show mixed with the Eric Andre show, which is it's a good analogy. Uh, and then lastly, Nick and Adam tell Jim and Sam about the greatest come town story ever. When Adam shit himself on air. I remember talking about that and that was by far the funniest fucking thing I have ever heard on a podcast. Go and find it. I'm sure if you look through the synopsis, I've written it down. Fucking great. I, well, there's a there's a 20-minute YouTube clip of it and every time I listen to it, it makes me fucking laugh. Um, yeah, great episode. And you know now you can listen to Jim Norton and Sam Roberts on podcasting platforms. So essentially what they did was they just ripped off what the bonfire does. And then we get to our button stuff. Sorry, our button stuff Island with big jokes. Um, they talk about Philly fans, Philly sports fans being a different breed of fanatic. Um, yeah. Like look what they did to Ben Simmons and you could argue. Yeah. Ben Simmons. Now he's a piece of shit. And he let the team down, and he essentially, in a playoff series, stopped trying. But they 
ruined that kid's fucking psyche so bad that he has not played basketball since. Um, Jay says as a 45-year-old man, he would be interested in trying crack now. Um, imagine that. Imagine, you know, getting to 50 years of your life and then being like, I'm going to smoke crack now. Why not? I've lived my life. I've earned my money. If anything, it's actually how sh- people should do it. You know, we should be giving 70-year-olds heroin. Why not? they got nothing to live for. Let them have a good trip. So, anyway, Big Jay's on a podcast, so obviously he starts talking about dudes fingering their asses um, and dudes who use butt plugs while they fuck. I must say, I'm... You think you, you think that's a fucking thing? You think if you go on Pornhub, you could find dudes who have butt plugs in fucking a bitch? Because I've never seen it before. Like, I've seen dudes get pegged and shit, but I've never seen a dude, like, have a butt plug in while he fucks a bitch. Hmm. I'm sure people do it. Like, I don't think I've ever told this story. Because it's not really... A, it's, a, it's a funny story to me. But I, the first time I ever took my girlfriend to a fucking sex shop, because, she, you know, she's very private and she's very, you know... She's not into that stuff. She wasn't going to walk in there by herself. So we were walking around there and we were just having a look at everything. She And, you know, her going, what's this for? What's this? What's this? And you've got to explain... Okay, well, that goes in your ass and your cunt. And that's how you get pleasure. And she's like, ooh. Um, but there was this couple, this this beautiful blonde and this other dude. And they're looking at dildos. I was like, okay. And then she, t- and I'm just walking behind her. You know, we're looking at stuff. And then she goes, well, do you want the big one or the little one? And you're sitting there going, okay, you know, which one do you want your, your girlfriend's cunt to be filled with? And then she proceeds to go, well, it's going in you. You tell me. And I just I just completely started laughing. And my missus is hitting me in the arm going, shut up, shut up. And I'm just going, what the fuck? And it, it, it's not even like, it's not even like, it was a, it was either the 12-inch fucking rainbow dildo or it was the 6-inch rainbow dildo. It was fucking bizarre. Like, it might not have been his girlfriend. It might have just been some gay dude and his chick friend. I don't know. But it was fucking funny to hear someone go, it's going in you. You tell me. <laughs> fucking funny. Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where was we? Uh, where was we? Where was we? Um, they talk about chicks who ask dudes to role play a rape fantasy with them. Um. Yeah, no. I, I'm listen. I'm not doing that. It's. I, I don't understand how a woman like. Why the fuck would you want that? What kind of woman's like, I want you to rape me? It's like, it's not really rape then, is it? It's an oxymoron. It's a paradox. It can be role-played, but it's still not technically it. You know? And then Jay, you know, Jay tells some of his more famous stories. You know, Jay's fucked so many out there chicks. You know, he's had one that had a mummy and daddy baby kink, so she's sitting there going, does mummy want me to put daddy's pee-pee in her? It's like, what the fuck? And, and I think even Christine was like, yeah, I ain't doing this. This is fucked up. There was also another chick that Jay fucked and wanted Jay to beat the fuck out of her. You know, because as most dudes, we like a little bit of light choking. And she was like, fucking choke me. Yeah, punch me in the face. And Jay's like, yeah, no, nah, I ain't doing that. I'm the wrong guy there. You know, because like the line is so thin when a girl asks you to hit her during sex, you know. 
Like, and then when she's asking you to really lay it in, it's like, yeah, fuck that. It, and once again, it reminds me of another video that I think I saw because of Big J, where there's a fucking, I think we talked about this two weeks ago or something, but there's a, as a porn chick getting fucking double teamed by two black dudes. And she takes the cock out of her mouth. It's like, fucking hit me. And he starts, you know, just punching her hard, but not like with extreme force. And she takes the dick out of her mouth again. She goes, fucking hit me, you fucking faggot. And he's like, okay. And she just starts fucking pounding on this bitch's ribs. Fucking beating the fuck out of her. It's fucking funny. And I can't remember the chick's name, but sure if you go on E-Fucked or something, you can find it. Oh, women are into some weird shit these days. And saying that dudes are into some weird shit these days. Anyway. It looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. Episode 669, lol. Funny isn't sexy. Um, they talk about how Byron... They also covered the Dylan stuff with the comedy show thing. and I mentioned that two weeks ago too and I couldn't give a fuck. Dylan put a typo on a fucking note. It's not a com. It's not his... He's not opening a comedy store. He's just a comedy show. And he, for some reason, decided to put comedy store there. Um, so it's a, nothing, it's a nothing article. And the dude who put the YouTube video out is a fucking homo. He's like, look what I've uncovered. These guys were saying they were opening a comedy store, but really it's just a show every week. It's like, you're a fucking faggot. No one gives a fuck. You make Dylan look good, and that's fucking hard to do. Uh, they talk about how Byron has seamlessly or apparently been um, kicked out from Gas Digital and for what seems to be many reasons. And Lewis knew none of these. Um, one, inviting people over to the studio, including the guy who laughs really loud at the stand shows. Um, and number two, Byron may or may not have been sleeping at the studio. Um Lewis tells Bobby to take his access code and his key away from him. So, um, seems, it seems, you know, that's probably the last of Byron we'll ever see. Um, it's a rip tip to lip because like, he's probably created one of the best moments from the year. You know, that was one of the greatest moments ever of the year. You know, when he put his dick in his own mouth and the contest was over then. No one was, there was no way he wasn't going to win. And it also says something about the quality of interns because he won hands down and he wasn't a very good intern. Apparently his job was just to give dabs to dudes. Um, but hey, he'll make it far. He'll do something, he'll, he'll fucking, he'll do something. Dude's talented. Um, yeah, but I suppose this means we're going to have to do another intern Olympics. And another thing. The whole woke term thing where we try and get people that are gay and bi and multicultural and different colours and shit. How well that work? You hired a fucking Mexican and he didn't want to work. In other news, water is wet, motherfucker. Um, yeah, so he's gone. Sayonara. Adios. Back over the wall. Etc, etc. Um, they talk about a text thread exposing Crystalia's discussion with a sex worker. Um... Apparently, Chris D'Elia wanted to pay this chick like $41,000 to get fucked by a dude and react a certain way, like to, you know, 
admonish him and tell him his dick was small and he was a fucking embarrassment. And then I think essentially Dalia would fly down there or fly her up here and like save her and clean her up and it was really fucking weird, you know. Anyway, so he stiffs the girl on the money. He doesn't pay her the $41,000 because no one's paying a prostitute $41,000. And Chris's wife, or maybe just Chris, says that, you know, she's going to find this girl and kill her if she doesn't leave a man alone, etc., etc. But this is all done from Chris's Instagram. So it's really hard to say that this isn't just Crystalia pretending. And another thing, her pricing is all fucking wonky, all right? Get this. So kissing and fingering is 500 bucks, And you're like, a bit pricey, but okay, it makes sense. Sex is $11,000. And you're sitting going, fuck me. Like... Jeez, this pussy, that, that pussy better wake me up, make me coffee, and light my cigarette for me in the morning. And a blowjob is $23,000. Like, what the fuck? It, it's, it's fucking absurd. Like that, that pussy must be fire, and that mouth must be fire, but I ain't paying no bitch to suck my dick for $21,000. Or $23,000. So, listen, Dalia didn't do anything wrong. He's just being a creep. And Dalia, that's who Dalia is. Dalia is a fucking degenerate. So what? He's got a sex problem. He ain't getting enough. That's his sex problem. He's not sitting there talking to 16-year-old girls. He's not doing a Drake and getting a relationship with a fucking 13-year-old or a 14-year-old and waiting five years to fuck her. He just wants to pay prostitutes extorbitant amounts of money to do weird shit. Who gives a fuck? Do I have a button for that? No, apparently I don't. I have not used the soundboard at all this entire fucking episode. In my defense, I'm surrounded by losers. To be fair, I've got a new setup, so I, I can't... I'm like, I'm not... I'm not really looking at the soundboard. Um, anyway, and then Jay says he, you know... Ralph is in the process or is trying to organize a fight for Big Jay at Skankfest. Um, between him and Sebastian Bach. Um, will it happen? No. It's this is, this is a pipe dream. It will never happen. But one can dream. Uh, they talk Kevin Hart mentioning Big J's name for the first time in decades about how Jay and his childhood sweetheart uh, were swinging. Um, Jay's told that story before. Um, his chick did it for him and the other dude's chick did it for him. Um, and then afterwards, Jay was like, it's probably not going to happen again. And then the other guy was like, well, your girl had a good time. And Jay completely lost it and tried to throttle and tried to kill that motherfucker. Um, but Hey, Kevin Hart remembers big Jay Hawkins name. And that's the most important part. Uh, they talk about dating girls in the comedy scene and how a girl making funny faces and talking about how gross her pussy isn't. Pussy is, isn't sexy, which, you know, that's where the title comes from. Funny isn't sexy. And, like, it's interesting. Like, I suppose I come from that ilk, like those two other thousand people that were in that theater on Saturday. Like, I, I dated a comedy chick. It wouldn't bother me. You know? It, I, why, I'm going to sit there and watch her pull funny faces and talk about how my dick's small? Like, I don't really give a fuck. Like... I don't know. It wouldn't bother me, but maybe maybe that's because the idea of it is so foreign to me. Like, I'm, 
you know. What's the old Eddie Murphy line? Like, you know, he's like, <laughs> there was a bit in, Eddie, in in Raw, I can't remember it, but he's essentially, he's like, put it, he puts a paper bag over a bitch's face and like, yeah, bitch, tell me some more jokes while I fuck you. You know, I don't see, I, I don't know. I don't understand that. They're comedians, they probably understand better than I do. Um, they talk about fun fact that there's a good chance that American Pie came up with the term MILF. Um, they talk about Stifler's mum, and like she's got a name. She she actually has a real name, but everyone knows her as Stifler's mum. They talk about her being hot, or was she just a hot mess? Like there's pictures of her when she was younger, and she was like she was cute. And then you look at her in American Pie, and you go, "Fucking hell!" Like fucking fake titties and plastic surgery up the ass, and it's like Jesus, what have you done to yourself? But yeah, apparently. American Pie may have invented the term MILF. And Dave argues that that the early 2000s, you know, the peak, you know, American Pie, Euro Trip, etc., were peak civilization. We had the internet, we had healthcare, but we hadn't completely gone down the route we are now, where everything's completely fucked up. He's right. The early 2000s, you know, you could argue, you know, 98 to 2001, you might make an argument for 2003 or 4, but that is a golden era in human civilization. You know? Uh, you, I want to say 2004, but then, you know, the towers came down in 21, and that changed everyone. So you probably have to argue, like, 97, 98 to 2001. You know? Um, yeah, great episode. You know, it's a Zoom show. What do you expect? They're always fun to a certain degree. And then lastly, episode 670, Metal Monkey Pox. Are we still recording? Yep. With Aaron Berg and good old American sniper himself, Zach Amico. Um, they're back at the stand for the first time in two weeks. No Lewis. So you know, this is going to be two hours of documentary talk. Um they look, they look at Instagram and videos and pictures of Lewis having a jolly old time in Vegas, dressed like he was, dressed like he's Razor Ramon slash, a, you know, a dad who's trying to be cool, so he dresses in matching colourful shorts and Hawaii shirts. Hawaiian shirts. Like, it's all fucking... He's, dre- <laughs> he's dressed like he's fucking Puerto Rican Scarface. It's ridiculous. A f- fucking Puerto Rican flamboyant Scarface. It... But he had a great time, so fuck him. Um, they talk if being, you know, being worried or even thinking about monkeypox. Sorry, they talk about not being worried or even thinking about monkeypox because it only affects or is being transmitted between the gays. It's true. I think ninety-five percent of transmissions of monkeypox has been between the gays. Um, so we don't have to worry about it. But if you're listening to this and getting fucked in the ass, you might want to go get yourself checked. Um, they talk about Brittany Grimer sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison. And they make a very good point that I didn't mention last week when I talked about this. Um, this may be the biggest WNBA story since its creation. <laughs> this, has dropped, this has brought more eyes and more attention and more clicks and more search results for the WNBA than ever before. Um, 
Also, they talk about how the women in the WNBA can't dunk. And it's funny, I was watching, was watching just, you know, it just popped up like a YouTube, probably because I was taught, I mentioned the words WNBA, but there was a video on YouTube by some guy and he was talking about why does the WNBA suck? Why is it the laughing stock of sports? And he makes the argument that it's, mm, he's a, he makes an argument that it's a joke and a laughing stock of sports because it's boring. Not because chicks can't dunk. He argues that it's the way basketball should be played. You know, it's, it's good teamwork and good passes and fair enough, but it's boring, you know. You know, in the, in the NBA in the early 90s when they had Jordan and then, you know, they built Jordan up and then they have rivalries with the bad boy Pistons and fucking the Jazz and, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, the Celtics and Larry Bird. They built a story using rivalries, whereas the WNBA doesn't have that. You know? They may play basketball really well, but it's fucking boring. Uh, they watch a video of a four-year-old uh, boy revealing he's transgender at a pro parade. Good for him. Um, that dude definitely has two mums. Where's that button? Oh, I, I, I need to use this soundboard more. That's the only reason people listen to me. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> and that's how we describe that four-year-old boy. Who's now apparently a girl. I don't know. I, I wasn't paying attention. Um, Zach hits Jay with a really fucking good zinger when Jay's complaining about musicians who sit down when they perform and Zach reminds him that he performs sitting down on a stool. It was fucking funny and it only took up 20, 20 seconds of the podcast, but it's worth fucking listening to. Uh, they talk about Annie, uh, Hank's fiery car wreck. Um, I had no idea who the fuck she was. Apparently, I don't know, she fucked Ellen or Ellen fucked her or whatever the fuck. Um, apparently she appeared on a podcast hours before the car crashed and she was hammered on said podcast. You can, I think they say you can actually see the bottle of vodka in her hand on the podcast they found in the car. Um, both Jay and Dave, like car crashes and motorbike accidents must be coming big in America because both Jay and Dave had seen a motorcycle crash in that last week. I think Dave's was that some dude fucking crashed into his neighbor's car and put his head through the windshield. And Jay's was that he was, she, a chick was having an argument with her boyfriend and she pulled away really quickly and got hit by a motorbike. It's funny that two people would see something like that in the same week. But, and I need a bit of help here from some of, you know, our American listeners. Tell me if you do this, because I don't think you do. So we have this thing in Australia, and I think it's only an Australian thing. But when we drive past a car crash or an accident or something, we have a tendency to pull out our phones, record them, and yell, hey, mate, you can't park there. Now, I think that's only an Australian thing. But if that's an, if that's an American thing too, please let me know. Because every time it happens, it's fucking funny. Because you, we essentially just like to kick motherfuckers when they're down. It's like, oh, you've just had a car crash. It's going to th- cost you thousands of dollars. Plus, if you might be injured. And we just sit there and go, hey, mate, you can't fucking park there, you dog. It's We're Australians. What do you expect? We like lowbrow humor. humor. Um, 
They give away an auto blow to a lonely fan. Um, pretty much any person who can stand up and say something embarrassing about their cock wins. The first dude um, has eight piercings in his cock or on his cock or in his cock or besides his cock. Um, and no one's really sure if he can even use the auto bow blow. <laughs> Jay pleads with him to see it because it's big Jay. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> Um, and he shows it, and they tell him, you cannot use the auto blow. You cannot have this. You will rip every one of those piercings off your cock. And the next guy who comes up is Manny, um, and he says he has a 4.5-inch hot cock. Manny wins simply by default, because you can't get, you can't have some dude have his fucking piercings ripped off his cock, because it creates problems. Um... Then, you know, the Puerto Rican rattlesnake Lewis calls in and says to take back the auto blow from Manny and whoever can send or anyone in attendance who can show they have the smallest cock wins it. Uh, Manny gets back up to show his tiny baby cock. I can't remember if he showed it or not. But but essentially, I have to explain to Lewis, Lewis, two people volunteered to try and win this auto blow and we can't give it to one of them. And then quickly, they talk about Pete Davidson and Kim Carr breaking up breaking up, and how Pete will be fine, and how every chick he bangs from now on is going to want to see those tattoos. Because you got to remember, Pete got fucking her name branded on him. He's also got the fucking tattoos of the kids' names on him. But also, at the same time, Pete Davidson don't give a fuck. He'll just get it fucking tattooed over, or he'll just leave it. Like, wasn't there a story a month, six months, or a year ago that he was getting all these tattoos covered? Because he couldn't get roles in movies and shit. How are you going to cover a branding iron? You can't. But I can tell you, every chick, every ten you fuck from here on is going to want to see that tattooed. And you know what? You can play into it. You can be like, yeah, she broke my heart and I'm really sad. Can I see your tits? And speaking of seeing some tits, that is the end of this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Um, It was fun. Went by quick. You know? Interesting. Thank you for listening. As always, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, wherever else, Reddit, yada, 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 at SkankiversePod. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend, a family member, or um, I don't know. I got Someone who has eight piercings in their cock. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just randomly scrolled and was like, here, just pick something. Yep. Oh, here we go. Tell someone who would pay $41,000 to fuck a prostitute. And until next week, I must now bid you an adieu. So, goodbye. And good night. Bang. I'm just trying to get some mott sticks. Get down the sheets, get some mott sticks and some skull. Shout out Riggin. Shout out Finnegan. <laughs> shout out Orient Mulligan. You just need to come. You want me to make you come? Make it.